Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Wednesday, October 19th. U.S. equities snapped a two-day winning streak, finishing lower as investors weighed a host of earnings and economic reports and eyed a noticeable rise in Treasury yields. Housing data was in focus today as mortgage applications declined last week, while housing starts fell more than anticipated and building permits unexpectedly rose. Equity news was headlined by positive earnings surprises as Netflix and Dow member Procter & Gamble both bested earnings expectations, despite citing the impacts of foreign exchange headwinds. United Airlines also topped earnings estimates and expects the strong COVID-19 recovery trends to continue to overcome recessionary pressures. Meanwhile, the U.S. dollar rallied amid weakness in the euro and British pound, while crude oil prices gained ground and gold fell. European stocks traded lower following hot inflation data out of the region. Asian markets closed out mixed in a quiet day as the markets continued to grapple with global monetary policy tightening concerns. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 100 points, or 0.3%, to 30,424. The S&P 500 index shed 25 points, or 0.7%, to 3,695. And the Nasdaq Composite decreased 92 points, or 0.9%, to 10,681. In moderate volume, 4.1 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.9 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil gained $2.45 to $84.52 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price decreased $21.90 to $1,633.80 per ounce, and the dollar index rallied 0.7% to 112.95. In equity news on Wednesday, Netflix Incorporated, ticker symbol NFLX, reported third-quarter earnings per share of $3.10, well above FactSet's $2.14 estimate as revenues rose 5.9% year-over-year to $7.93 billion, higher than the expected $7.84 billion. The year-over-year growth was driven by a 5% increase in average paid memberships and a 1% rise in the average revenue per membership. The subscription streaming service and production company stated, quote, After a challenging first half, we believe we're on a path to re-accelerate growth, end quote. Netflix also noted the strengthening in the U.S. dollar as a factor that will likely negatively impact its full-year 2022 revenue and operating income, but went on to say, quote, Over the medium term, we believe we can adjust our pricing and cost structure for a stronger U.S. dollar world, end quote. While the company remains very optimistic about its new advertising business, Netflix said that it does not expect a material contribution in fiscal fourth quarter as the Basic with Ads plan will be launched intra-quarter. Netflix affirmed earnings per share guidance of $0.36 and revenues of $7.78 billion. Shares rallied. Dow member Procter & Gamble Company, ticker symbol PNG, announced adjusted fiscal first quarter 2023 earnings per share of $1.57 versus the $1.54 estimate as net sales rose 1% year-over-year to $20.6 billion, above the estimated $20.3 billion read. 
The multinational consumer goods corporation stated, quote, we delivered solid results in our first quarter of fiscal 2023 in a very difficult cost and operating environment, end quote, and went on to say, quote, we remain committed to our integrated strategies of a focused product portfolio, superiority, productivity, constructive disruption, and an agile and accountable organization structure, end quote. The company reduced its outlook for fiscal 2023 all-in sales and noted that it expects earnings per share results to be at the low end of the range due to foreign exchange headwinds. Shares of Procter & Gamble increased. United Airlines Holdings Incorporated, ticker symbol UAL, posted adjusted third-quarter earnings per share of $2.81, north of the expected $2.28 reading, as revenues rose 13.2% versus the third quarter of 2019 to $12.88 billion, above the $12.74 billion estimate. The major airline believes there are three durable trends for air travel demand that are offsetting economic headwinds. Air travel is still in the recovery phase following the COVID-19 pandemic, The subsequent hybrid work model allows workers the freedom and flexibility to travel for leisure more often, and external supply challenges are expected to limit industry supply for years to come. In terms of guidance, Chief Executive Officer Scott Kirby said, quote, Despite growing concerns about an economic slowdown, the ongoing COVID recovery trends at United continue to prevail, and we remain optimistic that we'll continue to deliver strong financial results in the fourth quarter of 2023 and beyond. Shares of United Airlines were higher. Volatility in the markets remains after another dose of inflation data last week that showed price pressures persist and has forced the Fed to aggressively tighten monetary policy. Higher interest rates lead to a stronger U.S. dollar, which is likely to add to global economic pressure and weigh on corporate profits, as discussed in the latest Schwab market perspective titled No Stopping the Fed. Meanwhile, as third quarter earnings season starts to rev up, Schwab's chief investment strategist Lizanne Saunders discusses in her article titled Earnings, Trampled Underfoot, how the bear market has been driven by multiple compression, making valuations look relatively compelling, but expected weakness in earnings may limit the upside potential for stocks. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. Additionally, Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, CFA, notes in his latest article titled, The End of Earnings Growth, how the earnings outlook is dimming as the economy slows, which could result in cuts to earnings forecasts and downside for stocks. However, Jeff points out that UK earnings have been a surprising outperformer. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. Read all our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Wednesday, housing starts for September fell 8.1% month-over-month to an annual pace of 1,439,000 units versus the Bloomberg consensus estimate of a 7.1% drop to a 1,462,000-unit pace and compared to August's downwardly revised 1,566,000 units level. 
Building permits, one of the leading indicators tracked by the conference board, as it is a gauge of future construction, rose by 1.4% month-over-month to an annual rate of 1,564,000, above expectations calling for a 0.8% decline to 1,530,000 units, and compared to the upwardly revised 1,542,000-unit pace posted in August. The MBA Mortgage Application Index declined 4.5% for the week ended October 14th, following the prior week's 2% decline. The index fell for a fourth straight week as a 6.8% drop for the refinance index was accompanied by a 3.7% decrease for the purchase index. The decline came as the average 30-year mortgage rate advanced to 6.94%, its highest level since 2002, and is well over three percentage points higher versus a year ago. Treasury yields were higher, as the yield on the two-year note rose nine basis points to 4.54%, the yield on the 10-year note climbed 12 basis points to 4.12%, and the 30-year bond rate increased 10 basis points to 4.12%. In afternoon action, the Federal Reserve released its Beige Book, an anecdotal read on national business activity used by policymakers to prepare for their next monetary policy decision that is set to come during the next FOMC meeting on November 2nd. The report showed that economic activity expanded modestly, but conditions varied across industries and districts. The Fed said, quote, four districts noted flat activity and two cited declines with slowing or weak demand attributed to higher interest rates, inflation, and supply disruptions, end quote. While some districts noted solid pricing power over the past six weeks, the Fed noted that some areas had more difficulty passing costs through amid a pushback from customers. Volatility has spiked recently as markets react to concerns about the ability of the global economy to cope with the rise in bond yields across the globe as monetary policies tighten. The Fed has led the charge, and Schwab's chief fixed-income strategist Kathy Jones discusses this in her latest article titled Markets to Fed, Slow Down, You Move Too Fast, and how, if these trends continue, the Fed may end up slowing its pace of tightening but not stopping it. You can follow Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Jones. In her latest article titled Different Strings, Similar Story, Schwab's Lizanne Saunders discusses how a lot of attention has been paid to the elevated risk and announcement of a recession, but investors should instead focus on signals coming from leading economic indicators. More housing data will be on tomorrow's economic calendar, with existing home sales expected to have declined 2.1% month-over-month to an annual rate of 4.7 million units. Initial jobless claims for the week ended October 15th are also on deck, forecasted to show 235,000 first-time unemployment applications were filed, as well as the leading economic indicator, with economists calling for a 0.3% month-over-month decline for September. The Philadelphia Fed Index for this month will round out the docket, estimated to have improved to a level of negative 5, but remaining in contraction territory, denoted by a reading below 0. In international news on Wednesday, stocks in Europe were lower, unable to extend this week's rally as the markets digested hot inflation reports in the region. 
The UK's decision to scrap almost all of its planned tax cuts, which investors appear to cheer this week, didn't seem to be enough to continue lifting the markets. The UK's Consumer Price Index, or CPI, data showed that September inflation rose more than expected month over month, remaining at last month's 0.5% growth rate and climbing 10.1% year over year. This reading was above estimates and matched July's figure, which marked a 40-year high for British inflation. The core rate, which excludes food and energy, was also higher than anticipated, coming in lower than August's level with a reading of a 0.6% increase month-over-month, but is up 6.5% year-over-year. The Producer Price Index, or PPI, out of the UK indicated that the price of goods and raw materials purchased by manufacturers unexpectedly increased month-over-month in September and was higher versus the same period last year. The growth rate for the UK's Retail Price Index, or RPI, was also larger than expected both month-over-month and year-over-year. Out of the Eurozone, September's CPI data denoted a 1.2% month-over-month rise in inflation, in line with estimates, but twice as high as the previous reading. CPI was 9.9% higher compared to the same time last year, which was slightly below forecasts, but still higher than August's 9.1% growth rate. The worrisome inflation picture has been exacerbated by the ensuing energy crisis in the region due to the escalating war in Ukraine. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his article titled, What's Next? Good, Bad, and Ugly, that the persistence of global inflation could determine which of the three paths central banks may follow and which market qualities investors might consider for their portfolios. The British pound and the euro lost ground versus the U.S. dollar, while bond yields in the eurozone rose, with the exception of Switzerland, and rates in the U.K. were lower. The U.K. FTSE 100 index, Germany's DAX index, and Italy's FTSE MIB index were down 0.2%. France's CAC 40 index and Spain's IBEX 35 index decreased 0.4% and Switzerland's Swiss market index traded 0.9% lower. Stocks in Asia closed out mixed in a quiet trading session. Hong Kong led some of the indexes in losses after John Lee, the country's chief executive, announced that he plans to attract talent and investment to the Asian financial hub by setting aside $3.8 billion worth of Hong Kong dollars to attract businesses to the city. Earlier this week, the Reserve Bank of Australia, or RBA, released the minutes from its October monetary policy meeting in which the central bank surprised the markets by hiking its cash rate by half the expected amount. The RBA discussed how the smaller increase was warranted, noted how external inflationary pressures must be considered, and acknowledged that further increases in interest rates over the period ahead will likely be required. International markets remained uneasy amid expectations that central banks across the globe will continue to tighten monetary policy, with several countries in the region set to report inflation data this week. While other major central banks tighten policy, Japan has maintained its accommodative status, and China has actually provided further stimulus, which has weighed on their respective currencies. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop provides commentary on China's situation in his article titled China Q&A, Top 5 Questions, 
discussing various topics, including inflationary concerns, currency movements, government policies, and more. In economic news, Australia's leading index showed a flat reading month over month versus the previous month's slight decline. Reports out of China have been delayed as officials from across the country meet in Beijing for their 20th National Congress. Japan's Nikkei 225 index increased 0.4%, with the yen remaining near 30-year lows versus the U.S. dollar. China's Shanghai Composite Index declined 1.2%, and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index fell 2.4%. South Korea's Kospi Index decreased 0.6%, while Australia's S&P ASX 200 Index and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 Index gained 0.3%. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will offer employment data from Australia, PPI from Germany, and business sentiment from France. That concludes the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Wednesday, October 19th.